The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters Podcast, where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. Today's podcast guest is Jane Fellows. Jane received her bachelor and master's degrees in nursing from Duke University. She attended the Emory University WOC Nursing Education Program and is certified as an advanced practice wound ostomy incontinence nurse. She has done presentations on ostomy and fistula management regionally, nationally, and internationally, and has published chapters in textbooks as well as articles in the Journal of Wound Ostomy Incontinence Nursing. She has served on the WOCN-CB and the Ostomy Guidelines Task Force for the WOCN Society. I'm your host, Sarah Warmby. I am a certified wound ostomy continence nurse and clinical consultant with Coloplast. I'm here today with Jane Fellows to talk about quality of life with an ostomy and expectations. Thank you so much for joining me today, Jane. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to be here. What do you hear most from patients about their expectations when anticipating life with an ostomy? Their responses are quite varied. Um, To some degree, it would depend on their diagnosis. For people with inflammatory bowel disease who have lived with a great deal of difficulty in their fecal elimination over a period of years, um, they're often um, anticipating an improved quality of life after surgery and looking forward to finally facing this day that they have known might come for some time. In a patient that's been diagnosed with cancer who does not have a lot of symptoms related to their bowel function, they may be very devastated by the fact that they're having an ostomy, even a temporary ostomy, and feel that this is um, going to have a very large negative impact on their life. But basically, um, it may be affected by how much they know about what is going to happen and what the um, surgery involves. And what period in the continuum of care seems to be the most vital in regards to education and quality of life? Well, I think it has to start pre-op, hopefully with a preoperative teaching and site marking visit where you can explain to them uh, what is going to happen and show them a pouch, give them a little bit of um, introduction to what um, changes they may expect. But it continues certainly through their hospital stay and into the outpatient time where they would be coming back for follow-up following their surgery and Um, Hopefully, they would have access to assistance throughout um, the time it takes to get a reliable pouching system. And what do you see as the physician-surgeon role in the continuum of care? Well, certainly it's important for the physician-surgeon to explain to them uh, the type of surgery they're going to do to describe that there will be an ostomy involved in this surgery following surgery, certainly reassuring them about the healing. And one of the other important roles for a patient with cancer is to then um, discuss with them the pathology report. This is um, often a cause of great 
anxiety for the person, and it's important that the physician be present for them with that. Also, um, the physician's role is to collaborate with radiation oncology and medical oncology in the case of a patient with cancer, or with a gastroenterologist in the case of a patient with inflammatory bowel disease. What are some factors that may negatively affect quality of life? These factors are those that affect people without an ostomy, but um, particularly become very sensitive when a person has had ostomy surgery. One is an economic factor. If there is difficulty in obtaining access to care uh, postoperatively, if there's uh, problems with access to supplies, this is a very um, large negative factor. And also problems socially, problems with relationships, with family, with friends. Of course, there are physical factors involved, but hopefully these are, are areas where their strength will be regained and they will improve in um, their physical quality of life. And what is the ostomy nurse's role in the process? The ostomy nurse's role varies greatly as well because it certainly depends on the patient and, and where they are with their acceptance of this surgery and their ability to care for themselves. One of the things that I think is important for the ostomy nurse to consider is that this is a very sensitive area. It's an area in which um, it's an intimate process. It's something that you have done on autopilot all your life and suddenly how you are eliminating waste from your body has changed. And people will often have very um, strict rules about what they think they want to have happen such as, I'm not letting my husband ever look at this. Um, he won't feel the same about me. I'm going to do this all myself. Whereas the husband is saying, I'd like to be helping. I'd like to be part of this. And um, another situation is where a person just says, I am not going to take care of this. I'm not going to look at it. I'm having nothing to do with it. I will have a family member, a friend. I will hire someone. I won't do this. It's very tempting to say to these people, it's not realistic what you're expected to do and um, to want to make a change right away. I think it's important to accept what they're telling you are their, um, I call them rules, about their ostomy care. But then after you begin teaching them and begin working with them, uh, helping them to understand that this is not realistic, but not rejecting their ideas immediately and then work with them on what is really going to be more realistic. That's a really great point. You know, sometimes as ostomy nurses, we get caught up in um, making sure that they have everything they need and how they're going to learn when in reality we need to take a step back and see, well, how are they going to learn? What is the way they're going to learn? What are their rules, so to speak? Exactly. And it's um, accepting their rules and accepting what they're telling you is a step, I think, toward their accepting their body changes and their um, situation in this process. Yes, absolutely. So what are some examples of things that make a positive difference in a person with an ostomy's quality of life? Certainly a good pouching system is very important. They need to know that this pouch will be reliable and that they will not be socially embarrassed by having an ostomy. Uh, they need to understand that they can control odor 
and um, not feel that they have to stay home and isolate themselves. Uh, certainly support from peers is important, and this would include um, other people with ostomies. Whenever possible, people seem to report um, benefiting greatly from having a person with an ostomy help them through the process. And I think uh, both of those situations, certainly um, having health care providers that are competent to give them the care they need is important, but long-term, a reliable pouching system and a peer that you can go to with the small problems that arise are very important. What do you find is the issue least addressed that can impact quality of life? I think often um, the issue I hear people talk about is intimacy and, and sexual function. And this is particularly uh, for women uh, because often the sexual function that um, a dysfunction that occurs with women is dyspareunia or painful intercourse, and they haven't been told ahead of time that this might be a problem. There are less solutions to the problem, which is why physicians tell me that they do not address it because they can't do anything about it. For men, erectile dysfunction is more likely to be the problem, and there are things that can be done about that. So I think that this issue um, is important, and it's certainly important to um, discuss that changes may be necessary, but you may also have a problem with this issue in that the nurse feels that she's not well-versed in how to help the person with this, therefore doesn't discuss it, and you may also have a significant age difference and a young nurse who's taking care of someone the age of her parent or grandparent feels very uncomfortable in discussing intimacy, despite the fact that you may well have a sexually active 80-year-old that you're talking with and you're not, you're assuming that this is not an issue for them. So I think that's one um, area where we tend not to do as well. We also have patients that are not willing to discuss this at the time of surgery, it's not their primary issue. They're worried about whether they're going to survive. And so it becomes an issue later on, and um, by then they may not be in contact with the um, health provider teams. In closing, how long might a person with an ostomy expect to return to previous quality of life? In doing the WOCN um, guidelines for management of people with a fecal and urinary stoma, we looked at quality of life studies. Um, there's quite a few of them that have been done in the last um, five years and have been done in a variety of countries, so different cultural groups. And the consensus in those was rather clear that it's about a 12-month process. This doesn't mean that you're fully adjusted in 12 months or that you're not fully adjusted to this in six months or that your stoma has possibly been closed within that time. But for the most part, people found it took about 12 months to return to their previous quality of life. As a result of that, I've been incorporating that into teaching with patients and explaining that it's a continuum, but that they might expect... Um, this period of um, adjustment to take place. And I was concerned initially about telling people that, having them be fearful that this was going to be a very long process, but I have found more often they're appreciative of the information. 
because we don't want people to think that they just uh, pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and they leave the hospital completely ready to manage this, take care of it, and to be able to be comfortable with it. So I found that that gives them a little um, less pressure rather than creating more anxiety. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional, where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us professional.